0: Canadian
1: convoy Rockin' through the night We got this Canadian convoy Can't see a beautiful sight Come and join our Canadian convoy Ain't
2: nothing getting in our way Come on and join our Canadian convoy You would know something you would say. say Convoy Or measures act uh, And to impose this act If he gets parliamentary approval uh, Upon the nation In response to what the truckers are doing peacefully and under legal and civil disobedience, which is a part of our democracy. To uh, kick things off, I'm going to ask Tamara, who is, of course, one of the great leaders of the uh, truckers' movement, to make a statement. Tamara. Thank
3: you. I am honored to be sitting next to the last surviving founder of our Charter of Rights and Freedoms the very document that is now being used against the people it was designed to protect. The federal government is planning to invoke the never before used Emergency Measures Act. First of all, we are not afraid. In fact, every time the government decides to further suspend our civil liberties, our resolve strengthens, and the importance of our mission becomes clearer. We will remain peaceful, but planted on Parliament Hill, until the mandates are decisively ended. We recognize that there is a democratic process within which change occurs. We have never stepped outside of that process, nor do we intend to. All Canadians should be surprised, no matter your political opinions, that such an extreme measure could be used against a peaceful demonstration. We have countless vulnerable people in our crowd, including children, the elderly, and the disabled, who cannot be met with force by a genuine liberal democracy. The right to peaceful protest is sacrosanct to our nation. If that principle is abandoned, the government will reveal itself as a true tyranny, and it will lose all of its credibility. In that unfortunate situation, we have faith that those politicians, police officers, And military will listen to their conscience. Remember, I'm just following orders has always been an excuse used by those who ignore their moral intuition. But we have faith in you, Canada, to do the right thing. Do not let this become a dark moment in our history. I want to now address all Canadians. We love you all. Some of you might oppose our grievances, However, democratic society will always have non-trivial disagreements and righteous dissidents. There are many reasons for us opposing the mandates. Some of us have been mistreated by our government, including many of our indigenous communities who have personally experienced medical malpractice. Some of us simply want bodily autonomy and oppose the mandates on principled grounds. No matter our reasons and opinions, It is how the government responds to its citizens that determines the fate of the country. Listen to your hearts, Canadians. Is the Emergency Act the right response to our demonstrations of love and freedom? Now, I want to address the Prime Minister. No matter what you do, we will hold the line. Hold the line. There are no threats that will frighten us. We will hold the line. Lastly, to our truckers and friends on Parliament Hill, do not give in to fear and threats. Your courage has already exceeded all of our expectations and inspired an international movement. Be strong. Show kindness. Love will always defeat hate. Hold the line. Thank you.
2: Thank you, you, Tamara. This is a very, very strange moment in our history. If what we hear is true from the, mainly from the mainstream media this time, I guess, uh, that the Prime Minister and the government of Canada intends to invoke the Emergencies Act. This, as uh, Tamara has said, will be the first time that it's been used. It's the modern version of the War Measures Act, as I understand it, that uh, Justin Trudeau's father invoked uh, many decades ago which of course caused a lot of problems because once again it was a very broad application of an act which really applied even at that time to to one province and so we here we are again in 2022 uh, looking at a situation especially as it relates to the convoy 2022 which is here in ottawa and in the environs of ottawa uh, which is peaceful The streets are clean, crime is down since the uh, truckers arrived. So therefore, it behooves the government if they are going to proceed on this uh, movement of of invoking this act uh, to prove that this really is necessary uh, to apply to the capital city and to this convoy. Uh, We have tried, and I'm speaking on behalf of the truckers now, uh, we have tried very hard to ensure uh, that we are doing things peacefully and that we are exercising our civil disobedience and our rights to civil disobedience. And even over the last number of days, uh, the truckers representatives have been involved with the city of Ottawa in very serious talks to ensure that the citizens are uh, negatively affected as least as possible. Uh, and I think you are aware of some of the latest actions in that regard. So. The truckers are not insensitive to the fact that they are in a city. They're in a city where there are citizens who also have rights and freedoms, and that they must be respected. At the same time, the truckers' rights must be uh, respected. The other thing is, uh, as some of you may not know, in invoking the act, the, the new War Measures Act, the government after it uh, declares this, must go to Parliament and must pass this through Parliament. They have seven days, I think, to prevent to, to uh, seven days to present the uh, matter to the Parliament, and both the Senate and the House of Commons have to vote on it after a debate in the in the Parliament. And to my understanding of the Act, uh, that, that there's no uh, limitation on the uh, debate periods, and therefore, uh, hopefully, the, uh, the the government will honour that and not try to bring in uh, some kind of closure measure uh, to restrict the debate in in, in, in Parliament. It it will be uh, the the truckers' representatives who will uh, argue very hard with the political parties that this is an unnecessary action uh, by the government of Canada, that this is again a government overreach. We don't do these kind of things in, in Canada. We engage in dialogue. And it is my understanding that the government of Canada has not reached out once to the truckers since they have arrived in this capital city. I find that very hard to understand, because how can you justify going to a measure, like an emergency measures where a lot of powers can be uh, imposed upon the citizens when you have not even yourself taken any action to engage, first of all, in dialogue, let's forget the negotiations for a minute. Just, just Natural dialogue to reach out and say, "Can we sit down and have a talk? See where the major issues lie, and see if there's any common ground." To move just quickly through, and uh, one one is struck by the fact that only a couple of days ago, the uh, province of uh, Ontario issued an emergency order. And now we have only a few days later the anticipation that the federal government is doing that. Was this all planned? Is this all orchestrated to try to heighten? Uh, the has heighten the fear in, in people in Canada, so they think this is, all be, this is all justified. The other thing that's really bothersome to me, uh, not only as a Canadian, but as somebody who helped craft the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, right here in this city, a little over 40 years ago, Why are you hurt you? which was a constitutional document, which is supposed to be able to stand the test of time one of the principles of that charter is that if governments initiate any moves to undermine the freedom of a religion or the freedom of conscience or the freedom of thought or the freedom of expression or the freedom of movement of association or assembly or if they're going to move against life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, if they're going to move, or I should say security of the person, if they're going to move uh, to try to restrict travel in the in the nation from me being able to travel across the nation or any citizen. Or they're going to somehow override one's equality before the law. They have to, even if section one does abide, which I would argue it doesn't, they have to demonstrably justify their actions. That's a pretty strong onus. And in the Oates case back in 1986, a judge of the Supreme Court indicate what a high bar that will be for the governments to be able to, to meet, to eliminate the individual freedoms and rights of Canadians contained in that Charter. So there's a great openness upon the Government of Canada when they start initiating these kinds of actions that they must be consistent with the Charter of Rights and Freedoms in all its measures. And remember the Charter of Rights and Freedoms also says Whereas this country is founded on the principles of the supremacy of God and the rule of law, that this must also come into play. And that the constitution of this nation, not the Emergency Act, the constitution of this nation is the supreme law of Canada. So it's within that context that I, as a citizen, and a person who is involved in the creation of the Charter Rights and Freedoms must take issue with what I anticipate to be An action against the people of this country uh, through the Emergency Act. This is completely unnecessary to apply to the truckers and we will, as I said, because I've been informed of this by the trucker leadership, that we will, over the next days and weeks, this uh, particular declaration moves to the House of Commons and the Senate, that we will actively argue against any such measure being passed by the parliament of canada and we hope that by the end of the day and that will be two or three weeks from now we hope because we want robust debate and we don't want any closure on this by the government of canada that that it will give time for representatives not only of the trucks but representatives of canadians from coast to coast to coast to speak about this unilateral, this kind of action that the government of Canada is taking, you know, killing a fly with a sledgehammer, this is completely and absolutely unnecessary. I'm also very hopeful because I understand that the Prime Minister and the government of Canada have consulted with both or at least informed the opposition parties and have informed the provinces of the premiers. I hope before this day is out that this happens by the government, that they move ahead on their intention to introduce this emergency act, that the premiers will come out and say, as I am saying, that this is completely unnecessary, that they will speak up. Hopefully the members of parliament before this day is out will speak up. We wanna know where every single member stands. No vacillation, no uh, this way, that way, uh, no wiggle room here. We want to hear from all of the members of parliament and the the members of the legislature. Uh, so right across the country, all, all 14, where, where where do you stand on all this? And uh, make it clear, because we are at a very historic moment in our history to see this act being invoked for the first time against peaceful demonstration and civil disobedience. So I guess what we're saying is, is that we're putting the Prime Minister and the government of Canada on notice. If they move ahead with what we understand from the press, is they're going to do later today, is to enact this... Declaration of emergency, and then bring it to the Parliament of Canada, that we will stand strong as we have today to oppose these unnecessary moves against the freedoms and liberties of every Canadian. A question for Tamara, just a, or for Brian or Tamara? Just a quick question. Uh, the protest in Windsor ended pretty peacefully. Uh, a few arrests, but mostly people just drove away or walked away. Could what's happening? I mean, could this end the same way as it ended in Windsor? Just people just go based on police coming in? I, I don't know what happened in Windsor, so I, I'm not familiar with that. I know what happened in the last few hours or whatever. Well, they, I mean, they all, they all left uh, pretty basically, just a few dozen, uh, like a dozen arrests. They, they walked away, they drove away, they it's all clear now. Could this end the same way it ended there, do you think? Well, as, as I understand it, if you're saying to me wh- whether if the police start to move in and then everybody walks away, listen, uh, mm-hmm. a, as the truckers have said, as and said here today, we are going to hold the line. Hold the line. Question
4: for Miss Leach. Today in, in Coots, Alberta, the RCMP arrested 11 people who were found having firearms, ammunition, body armor in their trailers at the blockade site. Can you assure people in this community that none of the protesters who were here have have firearms in their trucks or vehicles? What's a lie? I'm asking a question. Do they have fire? Does anybody here have firearms in their trucks? No. Yes or no? As,
2: as, as we as we know it, as we know it, crime has gone down in this city since the truckers came. So, so what? You're saying, Answer the question. Are no, there firearms in the truck? Don't you, check the truck. Truck. You, know, you, you. see these? Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah they always move. Yeah. yeah. Who asked the question again? CTV? I don't
1: know.
2: What was up with that? Yeah, I am
1: it's yeah. This is When the media...
2: Yeah, the answer,
1: answer is... The
4: For the bells, no more bells, no more, bills, Gavin. No more bells, Gavin. Hey, everybody, it's Chris here from the Mississauga Cafe in Mir, Alberta. And I'm not in Mir, Alberta, I am in uh, oh, yeah. Montreal, old Quebec. Old Montreal. We just figured we we're close enough that we would uh, take a little tour over here and check it out, see the sights, and man, what a beautiful city it is. Um, I wish we had more time to see more of it, maybe we'll be back eventually someday. But for now, Wait, I, left my I guess we got to get back to Ottawa and prepare for our uh, departure tomorrow. So as many of you may have seen, there was a vote in the House of Commons today um, regarding the restrictions. And there's a common misconception that the vote was to and the restrictions, and the mandates. But that's not what it was. So the vote today was a vote um, on whether or not the government was going to talk about a plan to get rid of the mandates. And Trudeau's Liberals almost unanimously voted no, along with the NDP, and I think the Bloc as well. So what does that mean? Well, it means that the federal government has no intention of even talking about getting us out from under these constant mandates and restrictions and restoring our rights and freedoms as they're intended under the Constitution. Very disappointing, but it was expected. So a lot of people have been asking, well, what do we do now? Oh, I did see another question in there. No, I missed it. What do we do now? Well, we continue doing what we're doing. We continue speaking out, we continue encouraging others to speak out, um, and keep making more noise until the government realizes that Canada is absolutely done with this. Now, being in Montreal, it's kind of interesting that we're here when they did that vote, because I think uh, Ontario and Quebec, Quebec in particular, they had the harshest restrictions of all. I mean, they were told that they had to be, they had to go home at a certain time and they weren't even allowed to walk their dog. What the hell? But Trudeau's government loves this stuff. They love authoritarian, tyrannical rules that they can just impose on Canadians with orders and counsel, um, skipping any kind of parliamentary debate or anything like that. I don't think they should even meet in Parliament anymore because our government doesn't want to talk about things. They want to silence those who disagree with them. They want to ignore Parliament and use order and council to create laws that interfere with the rights and freedoms of Canadians. It's absolutely disgusting. So, If there's one thing you take away from this, besides that Montreal is beautiful, remember, we still have our voices in Canada, at least for now. And if more people don't start using them, we're gonna be in big trouble. And with that, I will say goodbye for now. And Carrie and I will be back at 9 p.m. Being absolutely ridiculous. But sharing some information with you and hopefully entertaining you so bye for now and thank you Montreal for being so hospitable uh, it was great to dine in in Montreal and enjoy some delicious pizza so talk to you later It's Chris here from the Wissahcop Cafe in Mir, Alberta. This is the world right now,
0: right here, right here. It's on fire. It's on fire. <laughs> okay, settle down, people. Nothing to see here.
4: Do you know what I do when the world's
0: on fire, Carrie? You have a beer. Damn right, so we're having a beer.
4: Yes, absolutely. So tonight's episode of the Chris and Carrie Show was brought to you by
0: Coors Light. Who's What? What? Well, you weren't supposed to say it.
4: Oh, sorry. We're not not a We're not actually allowed to advertise here. Okay. so okay. It's brought to you by the Silver Bullet. Shooting out of what? What? No, uh, the, the
0: No. I thought it might be a Wolfman thing. No, okay. nothing to do with Wolfman. Okay.
4: Okay. Well, sorry that we're late tonight. Uh, it's all Carrie's fault. He had to take extra time to do his makeup because he's way older than me Why and has, has a lot like more wrinkles. A, uh,
0: there. Now I'm, now I'm at, at your height.
4: What? Well, I was way too tall. Okay, continue. So, yeah, as I said, it's Chris from the Stop Cafe in Mirror, Alberta. And I also want to point out that I am the chairman of a board of an organization called WSFullSteamAhead.org. That's right. And that can be found at www.wsfullsteamahead.org. One of the reasons we were able to uh, come on this trip is because of the support that people give us through that organization. Um, in the mission statement, one of the main focuses is to advocate for, for those who are affected by the COVID mandates, and this fits perfectly. So um, much of our support is through WS Full Steam Ahead. Thank so you thank so you much. very much. And if you're interested to know what that's all about, go check out, <coughs> go check out the website and uh, poke around in there a little bit, check out the forums, uh, get your membership, and add your voice to our chorus. Sure. That way we're really loud. Yes.
0: Because we're going to have to be really, really loud.
4: Yes, absolutely. And there's more on that shortly after and, and Carrie you, introduces herself. I himself. was just
0: going to say, because you didn't let me introduce myself. Yes, I'm not Okay, be. now I am. Yeah. My name is Carrie, and I'm from the Stop Cafe <laughs> in Mir, Alberta. And I'm not Mir, Alberta. I'm in... It's
1: too late
0: for me. Kempville. A- a- Kempville. I was going to say, I I'm in a house in Kempville. Yeah. You like it when I do that. Don't you? Yeah. Live from Gavin's house. Gavin's house. That's Thanks, Gavin. Yes. Anyways, what are we talking about
4: today? Because well, there's a lot of shit that hit first the things today. first. Yes. Um, I want to say thank you to our musical introduction, performed by none other than Carrie Lambert. That's me. Thank you very much. That's Carrie me. is a master of many things. One of which is the harmonica. There you go. Yeah.
0: I have no life. I heard you can play the skin pickler. I'm not even sure what that means. So we're going to pass that. I'm not even paying attention.
4: Okay, so enough with the uh, jovial intro. Let's get down to business. Um, Today has been a very, very strange day for me and I'm sure millions of other Canadians. As you know, or may not know, but you're going to know right away if I ever get to the point, uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, in his extreme arrogance... And his uh, refusal to listen to the voices of Canadians, in particular, right now, the truckers, has uh, put forth that his government wants to enact the Emergency Measures
0: Act. It's actually just called the Emergencies Act. Whatever. <laughs> well, people were calling it the War Measures Act, and it's actually... War the War Measures Act is the old version. The old version, the version, and we're not in war. Or, or are we?
1: Hmm.
4: Um, I don't know. This is something many of you probably don't know, but do you know who the last prime minister to do that was? I'm gonna guess. No. Prime Minister Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Wow, how coincidental. So the apple does not fall far from the tree, and it this that apple is rotten to the core, to be sure. So the Emergency Act. Yes. Um. One of the one of the things. That it it does is it actually gives the RCMP power to seize assets and property, including bank accounts, without due process. No court, no representation, Mm -hmm. no explanation. Just your bank account is frozen. That's it. It is a complete and utter disgusting abuse of power. Um, It is arguably one of the most un-Canadian things that could ever be forced on Canadians and it's at the hand of another Trudeau that's kind of an interesting fact Jerk. Um, the only silver lining that I see right now with the emergency act is that uh, the very first paragraph of it states that the government can't do anything to you under the emergency act without first considering your charter rights and your constitutional rights. So that's a bonus. Um, the Emergency Act was never it hasn't been enacted throughout this entire emergency that they've used to destroy the lives and livelihoods of millions of Canadians and I think one of the reasons why they didn't is because it specifically states in the very first paragraph that all actions take taken under the emergency measures or the Emergency Act must be consistent and take into account Canadians' charter freedoms and rights. Um, So we're going to see how that goes. It's not quite done yet. We have seven days of parliamentary process or whatever before it's actually in, but it's coming because when uh, Trudeau, the spineless little weasel he is, wants something, he gets it. And it doesn't matter if every single Canadian doesn't want it. He'll do it anyway because he is uh, a a potato shaped like a phallus.
0: Hey, I'm on live. What's going okay, on? Okay, so
4: that was Carrie's cue to say dictator. Anyway. Yeah, I
0: thought maybe I thought maybe you were giving me up to date information here, but obviously you weren't.
4: No up to date information.
0: Okay, all right. I'll call you back. Goodbye. Okay, bye. I actually thought that was going to be a pretty good segment, but it fell flat on its face. Sorry.
4: Yes. Okay. So I was at uh, potato shaped phallus or phallus shaped potato. Yes. You right. want to pick that up? Uh, no. Dictator. dictator. But, yes. He's oh, acting like a
0: dictator. A
4: <laughs> and it's all about your health. It's for the good of Canada, right? Yeah. No. Right? Right? It, it's absolutely not. So, along with that, uh, I actually just got off the phone with my mother. And she was really concerned about what's going on out here. Uh, my uncle also sent me an email worried about the Emergency Act being implemented and what that means for me and the thousands of other protesters out here, not just 250, as you see in the news. Um, one of the things they mentioned that is that the news they're getting is a completely different story than what we're saying is happening here in Ottawa. So what's with that? And that's exactly the way it is, is that we've, we've witnessed and we've
0: actually not witnessed none of the mainstream media being at any of the protests. And, and even with uh, Justin actually saying, you know, what's going on out there. I'd like to know how he knows that because we haven't seen him at all. As a matter of fact, we've only seen a couple of MPs at all.
4: Yeah, he flew off to Geneva. Right which, after, yeah. Another little piece of irony here is that he flew off to Geneva the day that he, that the Ottawa police violated the Geneva Convention by interfering with protesters. Yeah. And cutting off their supplies—that is actually illegal under international law, according to the Geneva Convention. And I'm sure Prime Minister Trudeau wanted to find out for himself because maybe he likes to get information from the horse's mouth too. So maybe that's so why he, he
0: left Parliament and just decided to fly
4: right there. Yeah, he just walked out of question period, hopped on an airplane, and flew off to Geneva to check and see if what they're doing was illegal. And a few days, a couple days later, or maybe it was the next day, the, the police actually brought the fuel back. Yeah, they did. That's right. So maybe he realized what they did was illegal and said, Hey, uh, Chief Slowly, my my good buddy old pal, um, you better get that back because you're going to get trouble. So um, they are going to get in trouble. And the media is 100% going to get in some big trouble because they're lying. They're lying to the Canadian public. Um, they're causing a divide in our country. And if you pay attention and you see how many people people are involved in this from all over Canada... This is not a a small fringe minority group with unacceptable views. This is a very, very, very large portion of Canada. And it's people that otherwise disagree on certain things, but in this case, they're unified um, in, in 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 the stance that they want their rights and freedoms back. So out of all those Canadians, I can guarantee you that there are a few who are going to take this fight right into Parliament or right into their legislatures. And when we do, you mark my words... If me or anybody like me manages to to earn the trust of people to the point where I'm asked to represent them in a legislature or in parliament, I will 100% make sure that any media that's perpetrated these lies and caused this division amongst Canadians who have uh, basically spat on the idea of journalistic integrity, they will pay. And they will pay absolutely dearly. I will, if I get the chance, I will tear down every institution in Canada that has done this to us. Because if the media was reporting fairly and accurately, this would be over by now. Mm -hmm. Canada would know that they're unified. People would know that they're not alone. Uh, The Prime Minister would probably be forced to step down. And we would be well on our way to recovery and and prosperity and back to being Canadians. But we're not, because the media... Has, has committed crimes against us.
0: We've talked about what, what we could do to actually take out the media and, and remove the Canada Media Fund and and how we would go about doing that. And it, it's such a big, long process. And one of the easiest ways is to, if we won an election, we get rid of it right away. That's yeah. that's the way to do it. But we're uh, a couple of years away from an election.
4: Yeah, it's not a short-term solution. No. But you, I don't know if this gives you any comfort, but rest assured... There are good men, women out there that see what's going on, and they want to fix this. And And in the next elections, whether it be your municipal, provincial, or federal election, get involved, get to know the candidates, and find out who wants to actually stand up and get Canada back on the right track, and support those people. Because when we're there... Oh. Man, I just... There's a lot of people that need to be held accountable, and they need to be held accountable in big ways... Because now, average Canadians like me, um, I'm actually considering the possibility of going to jail for protesting. I'm considering the possibility and the implications of, uh, of of the media saying that I'm a terrorist because I want my rights and freedoms back and those of others. I'm considering what do I do next week if my bank account is frozen, and I'm just an average Canadian. I'm and not a have... am I a criminal? Is that wasn't a criminal charge? So I'm still not a criminal. No. Okay. But those are the thoughts that are going through my head. Um, my mother; those are the thoughts that are going through her head. Is my son gonna end up in jail? Mm-hmm. Is he gonna lose everything because he's standing up for himself and for others? And we shouldn't have to worry about that in Canada. That's like a, that's like a a, a tyrannical authoritarian regime problem. That's not supposed to be a Canada problem. I'm
0: having a hard time making jokes about this because it's it's, it's a some, pretty serious. It thing is going some on here. Serious poop? One other thing I wanted to bring up was that in the vote uh, today, it was actually 185 to 151. And we knew kind of how this was going to go. All the conservatives and all the bloc voted to remove the mandates. Uh, but all the liberals, NDP and the Green voted to keep them. And we knew that if that was the way that we're going to do it, the numbers were going to be so skewed because that's what happens in a minority government. But an but, important thing to note is the only Liberal MP to vote for removal was Joel Lightbound. So he was one of the first, well, he was
4: the first MP. Support to actually, that person. Yeah, absolutely. Support yeah. them. Send them send them cards. Send them flowers. Send them a pizza. Buy S- them a case of beer. Whatever you got to do, but support the people that are speaking out on your behalf. And am I correct in saying that the bloc voted yes yeah. as a yay? Yes, as a yay to get rid of the mandates. Yeah, not to get rid of the mandates. Oh, to discuss getting rid yeah. of yeah, and how they would go about yeah. doing the mandates. This yeah. wasn't even Parliament saying, "Hey, uh, do you want to get rid of the mandates?" This was Parliament or the the Conservative Party saying, "Can we talk about a plan to get rid of the mandates before
0: February?" 28th. So so technically that English language barrier type of thing, you're getting food. There's cheese <laughs> They What they've basically done is said, uh, no, we're not going to do this by February 28th. So that doesn't technically mean that it's not going to happen, but with Turtle going ahead and saying, uh, we're going to do the Emergencies Act, that kind of puts, a, well, one nail in the coffin anyways, I guess.
4: I don't think it's a nail in the coffin as much mm-hmm. as it's a... It's a disappointment. I'm disappointed in the system right now. I'm disappointed that there aren't more people who know what's going on is wrong who stood up. Mm -hmm. It's disappointing. Um, One thing I've learned over this journey, if you call it that, is that anything that happens, including me going to jail, my restaurant being chained shut, um, being robbed at the restaurant, like losing all our cigarettes mm-hmm. at the store. It, everything that's happened has had a silver lining. And I'm struggling right now trying to see what the silver lining in this is, and I'm hoping that it's that first paragraph of the Emergencies Act. I'm mm-hmm. hoping that's the silver lining. But I'm struggling to find something concrete that I can really hold on to and say, Chris, this is the silver lining. Um, everything happens for a reason. Don't worry, and we're on the right track. I know it'll happen, but we're at that time right now where... It's almost hard to make jokes, although mm-hmm. we're making jokes anyway. So we'll, we'll get over that. Yeah, It's almost difficult to make jokes about stuff and be happy and confident because we're in that little period where we haven't got it yet. We haven't had that aha moment. Like, aha, this is the path forward and this is what's going to, this is the silver lining in this situation. But it's going to happen. So I guess my words of encouragement there are there. Um, if you haven't got that yet, or we haven't given you any kind of hope about the path forward or or what this means for us, um, maybe instead of worrying about this, take some time to reach out to your family and your friends Mm -hmm. and just do something for yourself and try and put this out of your mind for a minute and know and trust that everything happens for a reason and there will be that aha moment. And we're going to look back on this in a month or two and say, ah, that needed to happen because of this.
0: I think it's important to note too that uh, the world is watching. At, uh, and that's the thing that is is always on my mind, is what is, what is the rest of the world looking at us, and, and should we be proactive or just reactive to what's what's going on? Um, the nice thing is there hasn't been any violence. It's been peaceful protests. I mean, how scary can bouncy castles possibly be?
4: Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and basically, we, we, we forced the government's hand, I think, in order to re- remove some of the restrictions. Whether or not they were ready to remove them at that time or not is, is debatable. And I, I would look at Chris and the way that he opened up the whistle stop on, I always get the date wrong, but I think it was January, January 26th. Se- se- okay. See, I was wrong again. <laughs> it was somewhere in there. January 26th. And we knew that Kenny wasn't going to open up uh, Alberta until February 8th, or February 15th.
4: Yeah, Henshaw actually said, we we will not be opening up in the foreseeable future. That's right. So we would have actually missed the Super Bowl, which we did anyways, but
0: we also would have missed Valentine's Day. And if Chris hadn't opened up and had a bit of a, a backlash from or support from uh, people in Alberta...
4: Backlash towards the government. That's right.
0: Then I think we probably would have only opened up in February 15th, or maybe we wouldn't even have opened up at all,
4: right? Yeah, and there's people that say, oh, it wasn't the restaurants that did that, it wasn't that. But if you're going to believe that, you also have to believe that the government doesn't have foresight to know or have a plan for the next week. Mm -hmm. Like she literally said, not in the foreseeable future, but they opened up the next week. That's right, yeah. And if you have a government that can't have a plan for the next week, or the next month, or even the next three months, you should probably consider getting rid of that government and putting one in there that's actually effective. Yeah.
0: So a couple of questions had come up of, do we really think that this this Emergencies Act would have happened whether or not we were out there or not with the convoy? And the question is, is well, what else would have invoked it, right? And and if, if that's kind of what was on the plan uh, was... Trudeau actually wanting to do an Emergencies Act anyways? I mean, the scary thing is is that we really haven't seen him and he's only been in the
4: House for, what, two days? Well, the scary thing is with any government is why would they want to invoke the Emergency Act? Yeah. Especially if it's uh, an emergency. Like, he talks about the, the Prime Minister talks about how he believes in democracy and And he's always saying that people are trying to bypass democracy. And he believes in the parliamentary system and parliamentary debate and open dialogues. But then at every turn, he does exactly the opposite. The Emergency Act, it lets them get away from all that stuff.
1: Mm
4: -hmm. They don't have to talk about anything anymore. He can just do what he wants to do with the stroke of a pen. And in this case, do you really want somebody like him... With that much power that can change your life, change laws, ruin your life with the stroke of his crayons. Mm-hmm. Is it crayons? He uses crayons. What? Okay. When he's not eating them. Uh, sorry, I'm not, I know I'm not supposed to do that, but it's just really hard. Really hard not to uh, get those little digs in the Prime Minister. I will say, however, that um, on the other hand, apart from the crayon eating... I do know and understand that Justin Trudeau is a very smart man. Um, don't let the crayon eating fool you. They, they don't do things like this if they don't have a, have a plan, if they don't think they can win. So there's something going on where they think this is the best path forward uh, they, to take this power. They, they figure this is going to get them winning an election. So there's going to be some really, really sneaky underhanded shit going on.
0: There have been reports that, uh, like, the CEO of uh, Moderna cashed in all his uh, his stocks and, and that, and does that mean that something is going to happen going forward? Who knows? Well, no.
4: I've said it before, and I'll, I'll say it again. At the end of the day, if it turns out there was a problem with the watermelons they're trying to force everyone to take, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the companies that make those watermelons are going to be the fall guy, regardless of what liability waivers they have in place. Yeah. Because politicians protect themselves. Politicians are about keeping their political appointments. And they will throw anybody under the bus that they have to. Even the truckers. Politicians will throw truckers and families under the bus if they think it's going to help them keep their job. Or under the trucks. Or under the trucks. Yeah.
0: I feel like I'm really uncomfortable here because my back is on fire. This this is actually amazing. The fire stops hot? I'm sweating. We'll, we'll move a little my, bit. My crack of my ass is sweating you know it's wow i'm just gonna have to uh, i'm gonna have to readjust here people that Sorry. sounds uncomfortable yeah i gave good. you the blanket for you the did days. give me the blanket but wow. oh should we sing da, 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 <laughs> da, da, da. okay settle down yeah okay i think we're okay yes i'm gonna just hot. do this this show is rated pg-13 it's hot it's hot
4: people okay it's getting hot <laughs> in here it's totally hot <laughs> um but okay so yeah. i do have another topic i want to discuss okay Speaking of disgusting actions by our politicians and our media. Good segue. Did you know that the media in, uh, cons- conspiration? in conspiracy? conspiracy with <coughs> some politicians tried to tell you to be fearful of, uh, of a certain disease because a 10-year-old child died yeah. of that
0: disease? In Nova Scotia.
4: Yeah, and they were lying. Just like Dina Hinshaw did mm-hmm. twice. Mm-hmm. And they've got called out for it. Just like Dina Hinshaw did. Twice. Um, these people are absolutely pathetic and disgusting. Like how how pitiful of a person do you have to be to try and use a tragedy like that to push your political agenda or your your, your whatever agenda further? It's disgusting. So not only does that family have to deal with the grief of losing their child, but now they have to go to the media and say, um, that's wrong. The government and, and the health services are lying. That's not why our, our child died. The child had heart issues and he fought those issues for 10 years. And he, and he made it 10 years and he succumbed to an issue that had nothing to do with COVID and are disgusting, pathetic Piece of shit media in this country is using that to try and make you feel a certain way so that you'll go and do something you don't want to do because you have an emotional response to that story. This is why I'm so I'm actually I'm adding that to my list. That's on my list. The media. I am so done with this. I'm so done with watching the way they can control people and manipulate people. Uh, To do whatever they want. I am sick of it. And I don't care if I'm in or out of government. I'm going to make it my life's mission, mission to clean that up. And please, please somebody tell me. You're just one man. You can't do that. Please someone tell me. Say it. Say it in the comments. Come on, white flower, you piece of shit. I know you're watching. Someone will say it. Hold my beer.
0: Yeah. We can hold two beers.
4: Somebody has to do it.
0: One person can do things.
4: One person can do things.
0: Two people can do things.
4: Twice as fast. Yes. Yes. And get twi- Three twice. Three people as can do things. Yeah.
0: In a small fringe minority. Very very small fringe minority. Quite a lot. The fringe small fringe minority that we saw was like a million people.
4: Yeah. This week. Yeah. That was uh, very terrifying to speak to that many people. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Ah. I don't speak to people when I got the whistle stop cafe um, I was actually terrified even just to go out and pour coffees to people I didn't know because I don't I don't do that I don't go and talk to people who I don't know and there I am in Ottawa with 250 people around me at least 200 those 250 people filled up the entire parliamentary grounds they were really big spilled out into four blocks and you couldn't move it was shoulder to shoulder So there was at least 250 people. At least 250,000?
1: Yeah.
4: Probably. So if if you're feeling like this, like sitting there watching this, laughing at my turkey neck, um, if you're feeling like you know something is wrong, but what can you do as one person? You absolutely can do something as one person. And it starts with little things. um, And those little things, they get bigger and bigger and bigger. And you get more motivated and you network with people. And you just keep on doing what you know is right until you make some change. And that's what has to happen in this country. People have to stop being apathetic. They have to get their asses off their couch, shut off the TV, and get out there and start meeting people where they're at and having conversations, especially about what's going on right now. That's how things change. In coffee shops and bowling alleys and gyms. places are being shut down what why would
0: they do that? i Kerry? don't know i don't know why they would do that it's, it's almost like
4: it was meant to happen that way Hmm.
0: interesting
4: so I, i'm not a conspiracy theorist so let's just we'll just move away from that topic but yeah. there is a very uh a very interesting interesting point there
0: so talking about how busy it was in Ottawa. Of course, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday seems to be the slower days and then it ramps up again Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The stage is going to get bigger. Um, More speakers, more uh, musical acts in Ottawa. But I just want to give a bit of a shout out to what's happening in Coots right now. Yes, please. And I know that uh, there's a lot of of crap going down. Uh, Stories that we've heard about um, arrests I think there's 11 arrests so far. I'm sure you can just duck, duck, go it, and you can uh, find that out for yourselves. But it's um, it's it's sad when um, we hear about firearms being brought in, and we don't really know the story behind it. But yet, mainstream media that once again just shows a table full of.
4: I know part of the story. The, which this from part somebody who was there. Yeah. So. There was a person or persons down there who were allowing people to use their shower because truckers stink. Yes. Not all of them. We all stink if we don't shower. Most of us. No, not you, baby. You're fine. Anyway, they were letting them use their shower. Uh, and the RCMP, for whatever reason, decided they were going to search their house. And believe it or not, these terrible Albertans, Albertans, Uh Had firearms. I find that hard to believe. On maybe a farm or an acreage or something. Oh my goodness. That never happens. What could you uh, possibly need a long rifle for in Alberta? No. Goodness. Anyway, so they found firearms in this person's home. uh, And they used that as justification to search a bunch of other places. And they searched, as far as we know, other trucks.
0: And I'm not... I guess I'm kind of on the fence on that one, whether or not if you've got a million dollar load that you're hauling away, should you have some way to
4: protect yourself? For if- How many people in Alberta drive around with a long rifle in their vehicle? Yeah. A lot. And we're allowed. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean we're terrorists. It means we live in Alberta, and sometimes we like to shoot gophers. Well, I don't, because I think they're cute, but a lot of people do. Everybody has a gun.
1: Yeah,
4: And it's not because they're terrorists, it's because... The gophers are terrorists. Well, you could consider gophers terrorists because they really they break they, their horse's legs. Yeah, and they, yeah, they rip up the so land. Damn cute. But, but anyway, just because people have long rifles, or even a handgun, yeah, does not make them a terrorist. It means they have a firearm. That's it. And nobody at any of these has ever encouraged anybody to use any of that stuff. As a matter of fact, every time people speak, it's all about being peaceful all about being uh, compliant when ordered to do something. Um, Every speech that I've given always includes something about that. Mm -hmm. And yet they're vilifying Albertans for having firearms, but we're allowed to have firearms. Not anymore though, because remember what happens when there's an emergency act that's uh, uh, put forth, like kind of what happened in high river.
3: Remember Mm -hmm. what
4: happened in high river with your guns down there? Remember when the RCMP went in there and took your guns for your safety? Do you remember that? Well, now you have something else to remember. Do you remember when the RCMP went down to Coots and uh, sabotaged heavy equipment, mm-hmm. damaged heavy equipment that they didn't own, took off fuel filters, sprayed spray foam in the filter housings? They did that for your safety. Do you remember that? That was like yesterday. What? I think it was I think it was yesterday. I still remember. I still remember too. So, while I respect no, not respect. I don't know how I I don't know how to put this. I'm losing my respect for the RCMP. Yeah. yeah, it's I'm, very very it's shaky.
0: I was I was thinking yeah, shady is kind of what I was to thinking. They are
4: shady now. Yeah, yeah. They're very shady. And now get this. In Ontario, uh, a truckload containing 2,000 firearms of some sort has gone missing. Has gone missing.
1: Hmm.
4: How convenient. And the police are saying, well, they tried to get into a bunch of other trailers and eventually they landed on this one and stole it. Hmm. I wonder if that's going to turn up someplace suspicious and then give it does, them a reason it first. to do something yeah. unbecoming of one. an officer.
0: third or fourth.
4: Right from the top down, this absolutely stinks. What's going on in Canada? What the prime minister is doing stinks. What the minister of health is doing, it stinks. Dr. Tam, she stinks. This, what the Ottawa Police Service has done uh, with Chief Slowly in particular, mm-hmm. it reeks to high heaven. What the RCMP did in Alberta, it reeks. And you, why don't you see this in the media? Why is it left up to the Chris and Carrie show with 4,000 viewers um, to tell you about this stuff? Yeah. Yeah, it should be, this
0: should be on the news mainstream all the time.
4: I have an idea. Why don't we encourage people to start writing letters and emails to the legacy media and demanding that they start telling the truth and asking them why they're not reporting on such significant events in Canada as what's going on right now?
0: Did you know that Justin Trudeau has been watching the Olympics? Cuz that's all he's been flipping tweeting about is the Olympics. Well, great. That's amazing. Go Canada. But I think there's something else that's happening right on his back, on his front, front steps. Front, it's the front distraction.
4: Belt. It's the distraction thing. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they maybe that's why they haven't talked to the truckers. And by the way, I would also like to point out again, nobody's been asked to leave. No tickets? No notices saying no you tickets, have this much time to no leave the city. On the trucks. Nothing. Although nothing. By, by the time we get back there, maybe there will be. We don't know. Whatever. I need toilet paper anyway. Right. Um, so they're going right to an emergency act, and they haven't even asked anyone to leave yet. Although maybe this is just for the border crossings. Maybe that's why they're doing it. Maybe it's not Ottawa. they actu-
0: no. What they're calling it is uh, borders and occupation, or occupied. Meaning, if that's what they're thinking,
4: um, Ottawa
0: is. Occupied. Occupied. That's a great segue.
4: Okay. occupy. So we saw the absolute coolest public toilet that we've ever seen in our lives.
0: It was amazing in Montreal. Oh, this was so. It was in old Montreal, and it was the brand new toilet I've never seen. It was like the TARDIS from it was. Doctor it was Who.
4: Way bigger on the inside. Press
0: a button. <laughs> Opens up, you walk in, closes behind you, and this Siri type type late lady starts talking to you, and you're kind of creeped out. But you're allowed to go to the washroom in there. No, no toilet seat though. That I didn't know. I just I just went. Yeah, look at this. We got a picture. And it was so it was you've ever twenty thousand watched... times bigger on the inside. Oh, that's oh, there me. Is. That's there me in the is. washroom.
4: Okay, I don't want to. So go if you've I don't ever... flip
0: through anymore pictures just in case
4: if you've ever watched star trek um you know when they open the doors they're on pneumatic things that's what that door does it's very cool and then when you leave the door closes and it self-cleans yes it disinfects the entire washer that was crazy it was really really cool
0: and i went in there and i was going to film what happens when the door closes okay just what well I, i just wanted to see what happened and guess what happened my phone wasn't able to video so you know on an apple phone you were when you're flipping through and you you got your photo you got your panel and you got video video was disabled wow without the word of a lie it was the creepiest thing i've never seen it do that before It was like you were in a shell or maybe it was geolocated that you can't take a video in there?
4: You know what's even creepier? What? That you'd want to video stuff in the Okay, well that was, no it's not
0: creepy, it would would just be me. It's science. Okay, science. It's science. We know where that's got us.
4: So the reason I brought that up is because I really think that it's very, very, very important right now um, that we perform some self-cleaning in our government. Mm, That is a good segue. Yes. So there was a point to that. Okay, good. Uh, good. Our government is full of grime and mold and bacteria and all sorts of shit and shitheads. And we need to work very, <coughs> very, very hard to fix this. We need to work even harder than we did before because of those voting machines that just throw votes to the liberals. You know, Oh, you mean some out there. <coughs> Dominion? Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, I think that's what they're uh, called, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, self-cleaning washrooms in Montreal. We should have those everywhere. I mean, those things are fantastic. Actually, I want that in my restaurant. It was pretty cool. Close the door and it just cleans itself. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah.
0: I wonder how much that cost. A lot. And in old Montreal, does that make any sense? Like, everywhere around there is, like, 1600 And this is obviously 2021-ish
4: technology. Oh, yeah. That's like, this is from the future. Yeah. Anyway, enough about the washroom. Uh, there was something else I wanted to talk about. Uh, it's disgusting how our politicians and media are using the death of children as uh, propaganda tools. They should be held to account. Probably put in jail, or at very, at the very least, they should be made absolute pariahs of society and and shunned. Maybe, maybe we need stocks again. Stocks? Isn't that where you like they get they put them in the town square and throw tomatoes at them? Oh, I, I thought you meant like money stocks. No, but like like these stocks. Oh, speaking of stocks. Mm. So, uh I thought
1: I that's saw, where you going with.
4: I thing. saw a, no, no, not at all. <laughs> my stocky turkey. Now. Um I yourself. saw a video today that Pat King did. Yes. And and apparently that group launched a cryptocurrency. And what is that, Chris? I have no idea. Okay. I don't know anything about it. Um but he seemed very excited about it as did lots of others. I'm going to look at it, but I'm certainly not going to promote any cryptocurrencies because the minute anybody mentions Bitcoin or crypto or anything, people go, oh my goodness, you're from the cabal. I'm never watching your show again. Mm -hmm. So do what you want. I don't really care. I just wanted to mention that they did that, and I think there's something to it. The other thing that's going on um, is, oh, it was Coots. We were talking about Coots. We were talking about Coots, and... So, I'm not sure whether
0: Chris and I are on the same page for this, but I'm just going to say it anyways. I think we're out here in Ottawa, and we're out here for a reason. And for me, personally... I'm here for the cheese curds. Yes, and I'm here for the cashews. It was almost like divine intervention for me to come down to Ottawa, because I was actually... I had several jobs lined up Well, we were opening a lounge and we had all this stuff set for February 1st and all of a sudden everything got delayed and everything got pushed off. And Chris said to me, I think it was around, what, like two days before we drove out or something, hey, you want to go you want to come out to uh, to Ottawa with me? And I peer pressured him. Totally peer pressured. And I said, no, I've got this going on, I've got this going on and I think was the Sunday when things were pushed out and it made sense for me to go out. Now, granted, it's been a lot longer going out here than I thought we would be because I had thought we would be here for three or four days. Now we're not. We're into day number 15, 16, 17. It's a long time. Long time. It's, Valentine's it's been day. three weeks anyway since we actually left. And all I would like to say is even though with the Emergencies Act out there, the phrase that has been said over and over again for Ottawa and for Coots is hold the line. Hold the line. Hold the line. If you can hold the line, please do. Everyone's got their own reasons for being here and whether or not it's from above or if it's just, you know. You've got some time to kill kind of thing, just to kind of sit around and, and see what's going on. If you can, get down to Coots, get down to any of the borders, get to Ottawa, and, uh, and show some support. Because the people that are here are tired and weary, and we need to take some sort of a stand in whether or not we draw uh, cheese curds in the sand. Um, it's, it's definitely something that, um, I, I firmly believe in. Otherwise I wouldn't be here. I would have probably gone back after being here for two days. Cause I spent a lot of time in Ottawa when I was working for uh department of defense. And, uh, so I've seen all the cool stuff, which we never got around to do. We didn't go skating on Rideau. You can't right. skate very well. You can't either. skate anyways. I can only and go, yet you're I can,
4: Canadian. I can go straight, so I, that would be good for me. Real okay. Canal is very long. Just, just push you that way. Mm-hmm.
0: So, but that's what I would say is, if you can do it, hold the line,
4: please. Uh, very important. Um, I heard that COOTS, there's a lot of people starting to pull out of there because they've realized that what is being done by the government and the RCMP and these authorities that we've given power to is absolutely disgusting. And they have a lot on the line now. So people are scared and rightfully so. But um, what happened last time we let fear motivate us. We had two years of complete disregard for what it means to be Canadian and for humanity in general. So are we gonna let fear motivate us again? Or are we gonna continue to be motivated by our desire to be free Canadians and our, uh, and the compassion we feel towards each other that makes us want to stand up for each other. We just uh, got cootses done. You need to watch the live video of them announcing.
0: Good grief. So, sorry to hear that.
4: Well, that brings me on to the next thing. Mm. The truckers and the protesters can only hold the line so long. I met with a group of doctors uh, yesterday, and it was actually uh, Dr. Bridle, Hodkinson, and Dr. Alexander, and there was three other doctors from Gatineau, and they wanted to meet with these three doctors because, I'll I'll tell you exactly what the one man said, the one doctor, he got his training in the military, so he swore an oath to the constitution. Um, He also swore an oath to do no harm. And he said that he can no longer sit back and watch what's going on happen without speaking up. Because he takes those oaths seriously. And by not speaking up, he said he's ashamed that he's violating those oaths. All three doctors said a similar thing. So that's another thing. It's time for anybody that swore those oaths to stand up and speak out and fulfill your oaths. Because by just telling people they have to get a watermelon and that's the only way they can ever be healthy again, that is not, that is not what your oath demands of you. We had a Mountie
0: uh, on the stage, was it Saturday? Mm-hmm. The tallest Mountie I think I've ever seen. He's like six foot eight. I thought he was I mean, seven yeah. feet tall. Did I, yeah. Did I mention this yesterday? But he was up there. He, he had just, re- well, not just retired. He was a couple of years retired. And he read out the oaths of uh, what Mounties take. And he read it so that anybody that was RCMP, police, would remember what they were making the oath to. And the oath was to Canada and the Constitution. It wasn't to a corporation. And I think that needs to be said again. So all you officers out there, go back. Take a look at your oath, read it, and see if you're on the right side.
4: And, and if, you, if you know that you're, if you're not comfortable with the way you're, you're going and what you're being told to do in relation to the oath you took, and you're not speaking up, why bother doing that job? Why bother swearing that oath? If you're a doctor and you know what's going on is wrong, is wrong and you should by now, and you're not standing up and speaking out, but you know something's wrong... Why did you bother taking that oath? Um, I promise you that these millions of Canadians who are standing up right now, when this is all said and done, and we're back to being Canadians again, and we will, we will remember those who forsake or for for forsook their oaths. We'll remember. We will notice, and you'll be held accountable. And that goes for anybody in public office, uh, any public servants. Anybody that took an oath to the public or to the Constitution, they'll be remembered and held accountable. I think it's important to note, too, that uh,
0: even with what's happened in Coots, we're all very proud of you for, for staying as long as you did. And you ignited the nation, much like Ottawa did. There's lots of borders out there, Windsor and Detroit. Um... It's, it's, you've really brought Canada back to being Canada and, and made Canadians
4: proud again. So thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. And just because you have to move out of coots doesn't mean there's nothing else you can do or not do. What would happen if half the trucks in Canada were parked? Exactly. What would happen if the rail workers finally grew some balls and stood up and did something? Maybe things would change. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's I worth know. a try. Maybe they're just a bunch of spineless wussies. We're not. We're not saying. What maybe to they're do. just yellow belly. Maybe they're yellow belly cowards. Maybe that's like poking or the not. bear. It's poking the bear. I don't actually mean that. No. But if you uh, if you do feel like something's wrong and you can make a difference and there's others around you who could, um, you should probably think about what you're going to do and how you're going to use your voice, because there's a lot of people. Are hanging on by a thread right now and they're doing the best they can to hold the line and they need your support so don't let fear be your motivator
0: so question about how can people support truckers or the people that are holding the line
4: i have no idea because at
0: this point yeah it's get it's, to know
4: one individually if you know someone out there uh go through them um please do not send me or us any money for truckers anymore um i don't want to be responsible for that we're gonna disperse what we have in the no. best way we can. No. Um, I'm not going to endorse or promote any fundraisers for anything to do with the truckers because I just when there's when there's no when there's no strong leadership in something, I can't support it because I don't know what that's what that's gonna look like. I don't think things should have gone the way they did. I think uh, this could have, gone smoother had there been some proper leadership in regards to the fundraisers. Uh but it didn't happen. So as of right now, I would recommend that you do not send money to any organized fundraiser for any of that stuff. Send it to a trucker directly or someone that you know and you trust out there um and that's that's all I can say about it. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that sent money our way to disperse, thank you very much for trusting us to do that. Um, we are really enjoying our new Maserati. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just half a Maserati. We haven't make
4: that much. I'm just kidding. We didn't buy a Maserati. We didn't buy any vehicles. No. We used it efficiently and responsibly. So thank you. What else? Is that it? Yeah, I think that's... Uh, uh, maybe
0: just a, a question to uh, to... The the
4: naysayers that are, are wait are, oh. I see a statement here, oh. Chris. You should definitely buy yourself a Maserati with it. No, just kidding. Okay. I don't even like Maseratis. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: The question I would ask to the people that are the naysayers and basically saying just go home. My question to you is, what do you what do you foresee ending this? Is it only when the government says that it's okay? Is it when hospitalization numbers go down or case numbers? When are you going to get off the pot and decide that this is enough is enough?
4: My arm's shaking.
0: Because that's a very valid question that I'd like to, I'd like, sincerely would like to know the answer. Why? And,
4: and, a, and, a, and a step further? Yes. What if they never do? They're talking about permanent mask mandates. Yeah, that is on the table. Permanent mask mandates. If you don't believe me, go look it up. I'm not going to find you the link right now because, well, Well, I I I can't.
0: You've got a phone on. But if you look hard
4: enough, you can find it. And that stuff is on the table. Permanent um, biannual vaccinations. That we've heard of. Permanent mask mandates. There are groups in Alberta that are trying to sue the government to have kids permanently masked in school. You disgusting people! It might not end if you don't say it ends now. If you don't say enough is enough, right now it might never end. And I, I just I don't know what more to say. Um, I mean, I've, I've I've spoken with some of the smartest scientists and the top doctors in the world. Uh, I've, I've brought you information from people who have their signature on the Charter Rights and Freedoms. I've spoken to some of the best lawyers in Canada and, and brought them here to share the information with you. I have done literally everything, at least I think, that I can to give you the information that tells you unequivocally that standing up against this is the right thing to do so i I don't know what else to do
0: so go back to all our videos and share them share the hell out of them that would download them screenshot them do whatever you need to do
4: yes if you're concerned that i might make a couple dollars from facebook revenue by you watching my video you can actually use the snipping tool do videos now I don't know, I usually just do a screen capture on my You can iPhone. do a screen capture on your phone or on your computer and I give you permission. Absolutely you can screen capture my videos and download them and post them on your own Facebook page so that it doesn't even link to me. I don't really care. Just get that information out there. Otherwise what's the point? Yeah. Send it to your mainstream media in your hometown.
2: They won't do it.
4: Just keep sending it to them. We have a blow-up movie screen. We do. What if we drove around and set up our blow-up movie screen with our projector in front of Global News' offices?
1: Mm, Or
4: AHS. Yeah. AHS had a problem with my drive-in movie theater when I first did it. Maybe we need to bring the drive-in movie theater to their front door. That's brilliant. I think we're going to do that. Or project it right on the wall of Kenny's office. We could do that. Can we? I don't know where where his office is. Uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, this information has to get out there. And I got nothing else.
0: Yeah, I think it's a bit of a somber day. Although we went to uh, Montreal today.
4: Yeah, Montreal is awesome. Very quiet. And
0: we dined in. That was the thing.
4: I've been to Montreal...
0: A good handful of times, anyways, and it's the the quietest I think I've ever seen it, and so yeah, we did go and dine in. It was cold. Yeah, and then I went to the liquor store. What do they call it? Sack. There's a that could have a lot of jokes right to it, right there. Sack. I went to the sack. Liquor sack? Yeah, the liquor sack. S A Q, and uh, yeah, I couldn't get in. And if you're wondering why I couldn't get in, just go on to the website there and you can probably find out uh, the SAC website, S-A-Q, and
4: find out why I couldn't get in. Second class citizens. Totally. Yeah. So I didn't even attempt it. We did, however, buy a crap ton of souvenirs from that souvenir shop. That was awesome. (coughs) Yeah. Yeah. Really good prices. Good prices in Montreal. So if you're looking for some
0: Canadian souvenirs, drive to Montreal.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That works. Viva Quebec. Liberté? Liberté. There you go. All right. Okay. Good night, everybody. Uh, We will talk to you soon. Yep. We don't really know what tomorrow is going to bring, but maybe there will be some excitement. Uh, Maybe we'll be pulled over and dragged out of our vehicle by the RCMP and arrested for driving. If we do, we will be live streaming it. Oh. Also. I do have something else to talk about. Hmm.
3: Nick W. is a dink?
4: Yeah, he has a dink, but that's not it. So, who on here knows who pa- who Pastor Archer Pulaski is? Just uh, hit that little hearty, lovey button if you know who Archer Pulaski is and if you love the guy. There come the hearts. Whoa, that's a lot of hearts. So, we all love Archer Pulaski. Um, not everybody agrees with his what do you call it, uh, tac- tactics or his his, his, well, his methods persona. or yeah, persona. Yeah. Not yeah. everyone maybe agrees with that. And I get it. We're not all the same in that regards. Um, but I can tell you that I have had the opportunity to meet Art uh, on a personal level and spent some time with him. I broke bread with him. Um, I've sat on a couch and shared stories with him at his home. And I love that guy. He is a freaking amazing human being. And you might not agree with his, the visual kind of tactics he uses when he gets arrested. um, And that's fine. But there is a reason for that. He's really trying to get you to understand what happens, what could happen in Canada if you do something that the government just doesn't like. He's been arrested a pile of times. Uh, He's in jail again. And from what I've heard, the conditions of his incarceration this time are absolutely terrible like atrocious yeah so from what i've heard he's been in solitary which is i guess that's normal because of covid Mm. um but he's been caged like in a literal cage and i don't know what that means but it's not a cell it's a place where he was put to hold him for a period of time a few hours or whatever uh that was like a cage um He's been strip searched twice looking for contraband. His room has been searched a bunch of times looking for contraband. They took his Bible away.
1: Um,
4: the food is just disgusting. Where he's staying is filthy. They've moved him to the opposite side of the prison where his he can't hear people supporting him outside. Uh, what's being done to Archer Pulowski, on a mischief charge
1: mm-hmm.
4: is heinous to say the least so in canada um, this stuff can happen to you so he needs some support and he needs some prayer and i don't know what we can do to help him or support him uh, i think at this point probably prayer is the best thing and really the only thing that everybody can do i know there's gatherings of people outside the calgary remand center uh, in support of archer But uh, whether, you know, whether, whether you agree with his doctrine or his position or his tactics or not, just know that there is a Canadian being held, being incarcerated on ridiculous charges, Mm -hmm. a Canadian who's been harassed, a Canadian whose first charge, by the way, was reading a Bible in public.
1: Mm
4: -hmm. Um, These things are happening to a fellow Canadian and i would encourage you to get past the you know the religious part of this or maybe the you know the showman part of this where archers dragged down the street and dragged down the stairs when he's getting arrested and just know that what's being done to him is completely 100% unlawful and uh, and this could happen to anybody if the government doesn't like what you're doing so start writing letters uh, make some phone calls do what you can. Uh, get out there and support them at the protest peacefully, of course, because Archer he always preaches peace. And keep that in your keep that in your thoughts and prayers. Um, we just we can't we can't let that stuff happen in our country.
0: And definitely love and prayers to uh, Arthur and his family too. Yes,
4: absolutely. So we'll try and bring you more on that as we know. Um, I'm gonna try and get a hold of his lawyer tomorrow and see if maybe I can get anything or maybe I'll talk to uh, his brother David but yeah sad state of affairs in Canada today and the only thing that's going to change it is our voices because that's the only thing we have in Canada we don't have a well-armed militia we don't have the right to bear arms we have the right to protest we have the right to peacefully assemble for political purposes and we have the freedom of thought expression and religion and if we don't exercise those things right now we will lose them so don't be lazy. I
0: think that's it. That's it. Yeah. Can I can I do
4: wait, you got anything, Gavin? Gavin
1: got anything? Nothing? Nothing no? It's
0: all good? Nothing? Jess? I,
4: I think that's it. Okay. Night
0: all. And Justin Trudeau. You're the littlest dink I've ever, 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 ever not seen.
1: for We got See a beautiful side Come and join like the Nadian convoy Ain't ever getting now